Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to uh, improve our financial IQ. Um, Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program where we take people by the hand, step by step, through the investing process. We have wealth coaches, consultants that work with you to build a second stream of income. You can do it actively or passively. Uh, the majority of the members are passive investors. They, they don't do any work whatsoever. They just put up the money, make their investment, and get their checks every quarter or annually, depending on the deal. But some are active as well. And these are people that generally start with single family. But I want everyone to understand, because I got a few emails where people were concerned about time, um, people with jobs, people with children. And I remind people of this all the time, but it is almost natural that people think they're the only person on earth with a job and a family. And you need to understand that 90 plus percent of the members at Total Wealth Academy have a job and a family and they're building a second stream of income anyway. So time is really not a good excuse for not building a second stream of income. Even single family homes are really semi-passive. What I mean by that is if you take my course and you follow the instructions that I give you, you can run 20 or 30 houses in about 10 hours a month and make yourself between eight and $12,000 a month in profit for 10 hours work. Now, how many of you would work an extra 10 hours a month for eight or 10, $12,000? Pretty much everybody. But you do have to do it right. Most people arrogantly go out there and they just start buying rental property and they're working 30, 40, 50 hours a month because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to screen. They don't know how to manage. They don't know how to deal with tenants. They don't even know the laws around it. And many of them are doing illegal things because they haven't taken a course to even know what the right things are to do. But it is semi-passive. And... The wonderful thing about it is if you can absorb those hours and get to that 20 houses or 30 houses, you you could buy your life back from corporate America. You say, well, my job consumes all my time. Okay. Well, if you had $8,000 a month in income from your rent properties or $12,000 a month from your rent properties, could you not quit your job? For the, va- for the vast majority of people, 
the answer is yes. Um, if you make you know a quarter of a million a year, then of course you're going to have to do a little more than 30 or 40 houses. But the truth is, if you make that type of money, you would skip houses altogether and go straight to passive investing. Then as soon as your passive income met and exceeded your income, then you could think about quitting your job or switching to a job where you're happier, even if, you know, it's a little less pay. So after Monday's show, at the very end of Monday's show, I kind of raced through the maturity continuum. And I think that I confused some people (laughs) because I got three or four emails requesting me to do it again. Well, I had to shove that information into one segment because it was the end of the show. So let's review this material. I know that I, I think I went through it in detail last week one day. I'm not sure what day. Um, but I raced through it Monday. And it's, it is confusing. And the reason it's confusing is because we've been told all our lives incorrect information about the stages of life. The maturity continuum, as you mature financially, has three phases. And we've been told the wrong definition for each phase. The three phases are dependent, independent, and interdependent. Now, interdependent is not a term that most people are familiar with. But interdependent is could be compared to retirement. If you have enough passive income that it meets and exceeds your wants and needs, you've reached the interdependent stage. You do nothing but share your money with other people and everything happens. You get your rate of return, you get, it's crazy. You do nothing, yet you get your bills paid and you have the extra money for romance, travel, fun, and so on. So interdependent, while a new word for most people, many people think that they're at that stage when they're not. Many people think they're at the independent stage when they're not. So let's go all the way back to dependent. And we'll start from the beginning. And I think the simplest way is just to think about when you were a kid and you did chores and you got an allowance, you were in a dependent stage. You depended on someone else for that paycheck, your little allowance. You did a bunch of chores, and at the end of the week, they gave you a little bit of money. That's a dependent stage. You're dependent on your parents for 
clothing, shelter, food, transportation, dependent stage. And what your parents and your teachers, and even in college your professors say it, you hear three groups of people tell you this. You need to be independent. You need to pay your own bills and take care of yourself. And they tell you to get a job. The problem is that's not the independent phase. And we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show where we're talking about the maturity continuum at the request of some of the listeners. And we're talking about the dependent stage and how our parents tell us that if we get a job, we'll be in the independent stage, we'll be paying our own bills, taking care of ourselves. Our teachers tell us, yeah, you be independent, get a job, you'll be independent. Your college professors tell you, get a job, you'll be independent, and they're all wrong. Having a job is still the dependent stage. You're dependent on somebody else for your money. You're dependent on somebody else for your benefits, your health care, your savings, your 401k. And most people go their entire life with the misconception that they're independent because they, quote unquote, pay their own bills with a job. That's still the dependent stage. To compare it, If you do a bunch of chores, you're 10 years old, you take the garbage, you do the laundry, you do the dishes, you mow the lawn, and you get a paycheck, an allowance at the end of the week, we understand that's the dependent stage. But think about it. At your job, don't you do chores all week and you get a little paycheck at the end of the week? What is that? It's the dependent stage. And this next part can be brutal. It is brutal. But what you are doing is it's kind of desperate. Oh, give me my paycheck. And give me a bigger paycheck. I always want a bigger paycheck and provide me with health benefits. I need, I need health care. 
and I need a savings program. Give me a 401k. And you beg for these things like a little kid. You're still at the kid stage. I warned you it was brutal. You're still a little kid. You're still at the dependent stage. You haven't made it to independent like they told you. Independent is when you're self-employed. You own a little company. Maybe you're a roofer, a plumber, a doctor, an attorney. You have your own practice. That's the independent stage. Not working a job. But don't beat yourself up for not understanding this. You were told by three different groups of people, parents, teachers, professors, that having a job was the independent stage. But there's a misconception even at the independent stage. Everybody says if you are self-employed, you know, you own a little roofing business or doctor or attorney, that you own a business. And people will say, I own a practice. I own a roofing business. I own a restaurant business. I own a whatever business. That's not even accurate. That's not even accurate. See, owning a business is the next stage, interdependence. You haven't reached that yet. And it's very simple to understand whether or not you've reached interdependence or not. It's this way. If you think you own a business and you disappear for five years and you make less money than if you were there, you don't own a business yet. It's self-employment. It's self-employment. If your name is on the org chart, you're the CEO, the president, the vice president, the CFO, the salesman, the worker, you don't own a business yet. You are still self-employed. Now, is there anything wrong with being self-employed? Absolutely not. Um, Being self-employed is awesome. It shows courage. It shows belief in yourself. It's just a wonderful position to be in. The problem is, because we're human beings, if you're, I'm going to say lucky, you're not going to be able to work every day for the rest of your life. You're going to live a little bit past that. So sooner or later, or you may reach a point where you don't want to work anymore, which usually happens. Then you've got to move to interdependence. You've got to get out 
of the self-employment. You've got to get your name off of the org chart. You got to go to interdependence. Interdependence from a passive investor's point of view, when I had those 4,000 apartment units, I didn't have a key to the front door to any of them. I had only seen maybe a thousand of the units. I certainly didn't know the code to the front gate. I didn't know who the property manager was. I didn't know who the maintenance guys were. I knew, I knew nothing. I could have disappeared for five years and made the same exact amount of money that I was making when I was there. That's interdependence. Another wonderful thing is, those of you who are doctors, attorneys, roofers, you are self-employed, you can take your self-employment and turn it into interdependence. It's simply called succession. Uh, The simplest example I can give you is, let's say you're making a million a year off your self-employment. Hire and train someone and pay them $300,000 a year to run that company for you. Then go away. You're now going to make $700,000 a year whether you're there or not. And probably more. You could switch your self-employment to interdependence. Now, There's a problem. Almost every self-employed person, their ego just got into this. Their arrogance just got into this. Because they said something like this. I can't find good employees. Nobody cares as much as I do. Nobody works as hard as I do. I can't find a replacement. That's you. That's your ego, that's your arrogance, and your inability to hire properly. (laughs) Another brutal point, but here it comes. Listen, if you have one bad employee, that's them. If you have two, give them the benefit of the doubt, that might be them. But if you hire three bad employees, that's you. You're the problem. You don't know how to interview. You don't know how to screen. You don't know how to hire. And you don't know how to train. That's not their fault. That's your fault. Remember, if you've listened to this show for a while, personal responsibility is everything. Everything that happens in your life is your fault. It's your fault. Good or bad. If you try to blame other people, then you give up control of your life. You want everything to be your fault. You want it that way. Think about it deeply. If bad things that are happening to you are not your fault, what can you do about it? Nothing. 
It's not your fault. Nothing you can do. You want everything to be your fault so that you can change it. Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy who cusses, he can put the F-bomb in one sentence four times and the sentence makes sense. He's hilarious. He said this. He said that he takes so much personal responsibility that if he's parked at a red light and someone rear-ends him, parked at a red light, someone rear-ends him, he's going to get out of the car and go, man, I should have left for work 30 minutes early. It's his fault. Now, that's an extreme example. But I tell you what, the guy's got the success behind him to prove that that strategy works. All right, we got to go to break. We'll talk more about succession, and I'll give you some tools to get past the ego, past the arrogance, so that you can find somebody to replace you. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. There's an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And that is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that is going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars over the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, attend our free sample class at TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're talking about succession, really, moving your self-employment into interdependence where it becomes a business and you can disappear for five years, 10 years, doesn't matter. You make the same amount of money either way. And I warned you about ego and arrogance, and you have to be extremely cautious if you have created a business where only you can do the work, is that a good idea? <laughs> it's not, is it? You'll never get out of that. See, McDonald's, um, Ray Kroc, when he was creating McDonald's, he talked about you have to create systems that anybody can do. Anybody. That you can train just about anybody to do. Now, if you're a physician, if you're an attorney, you've obviously got to have physicians and attorneys to replace you. But if you've got some weird skill that you can't teach other people, there's a phrase out there, it says, if you can't explain something easily, then you don't really understand it yourself. And if you can't train somebody to do what you do, so do you see where I'm going with this? You may not know what you're doing either. So watch out for that. And keep your systems and services effective but simple enough to pass on to other people. 
And I'm, you know, I guess I better hit this point. When people complain, I can't find good workers, I can't, can't find good people, it just makes me cringe because there are so many talented, untapped people out there that it's ridiculous. I read a statistic one time, it's been a while, but I think it was, may have been Stephen Covey, that most people in a job are not even using 30% of their ability. We're not even tapping the other 70% of our employees' abilities. Now you think about that. What if you were supportive, you trained them, you cared about them, you worked with them, sounds corny, but here it comes, love them. Do you think you can't train somebody? I guarantee you can. I've been a, a business person for self-employed or business owner for 33 years. I've had, I don't know, over 100 employees here and there. You know, I've only fired one, and that was because great guy, and I still miss him, um, but he had kind of a nervous breakdown at the office. And that's the only person in 33 years over 100 employees and the reason is as, as braggadocious as I'm about to be so forgive me for the bragging I know how to hire I know how to train and I'm willing to do it see if you think you're going to hire somebody off the street to do what took you 20 years to master mm -mm, ain't going to happen You've got to give your 20 years experience to the next generation, the next person. And you have to do it in an effective way. Because what a lot of people do, this is a big problem with parents. They assume authority. And they just tell their kids what to do. And expect them to do it. Doesn't work, does it? Many of you have had trouble with your kids for that very reason. You thought, I'm the parent. I've got 40 years experience. I'm this, I'm that. They don't care. Doesn't mean anything to them. You have to lead by example. You have to show them exactly what to do. When I was first learning how to sell memberships at a health club, this guy, Frank, God, what was his last name? Um, funny, funny, funny guy. Frank, I can't think of his last name. When he was training me, he would be in the middle of a sale. I'd be training somebody. As soon as I got done, he'd go, Steve, come here. Have a seat. He'd sit me down in his office with the people that he was selling, and I'd just watch him sell. 
He never got me in a room and goes, I'm going to teach you how to sell. No, he led by example. He showed me exactly what to do. And I witnessed the effectiveness of his training, of his work, I should say. And literally, all I did was just to imitate him. All I did was imitate him. So I do admit you have to hire somebody humble, but that's part of the hiring process that you're responsible for. So do not think that you can't find and train somebody to replace you. It's even okay to think they may not care as much as you do. They may not be quite as good as you are. You can think that. But you better set up systems to help and serve other people that more than just you can do or you're not going to be able to help a lot of people. And what's the key to making a lot of money? Helping and serving a lot of people. So it's in your best interest. Now there's another option. And this is what the uh, members of Total Wealth Academy are doing. I have a huge number of physicians, dentists, attorneys. You know what they're doing? building a second stream of income, investing in real estate. So they're building, instead of trying to focus on succession and training somebody to replace them, they're focused on building a second stream of income, passively investing in real estate with the other members at Total Wealth Academy. So there's another way to do it. Don't get me wrong. But I really like doing both. You know, I told the story, I'm in Mexico <laughs> doing shots of tequila and with this other couple, and it turns out he just sold his company for $7 million, put his money in the stock market, and he was down $2 million. <laughs> And I remember, you know, I was buzzed, and I went, what? And I mean, I was brutal. What the heck were you thinking? You're an accomplished entrepreneur, and you put your money in the stock market? The stock market is the lowest form of investing out there. Name something lower. There is nothing. It is the lowest form of anybody can do it. It's for anybody. Lazy, don't want to study, don't want to do anything. That's what the stock market is. We laugh so freaking hard. <laughs> and he goes... I'm getting my money back and I'm going to start another business because he's good at it. Very interesting guy. Very highly intelligent. Had a wonderful relationship with uh, with his spouse. Um, they were just, they were a blast. And, but but again, you don't want to sell your company it would be much better, I promise you, to plan on succession. And you may even want to stay on as an advisor for the first year or two. But plan on succession. Turn your self-employment into a business. Again, even if you have to remain as a consultant for the first year or two, but turn it into a business. But also, make sure you've got that second stream of income coming in from your real estate. 
So there are the three phases. And you can see why it's so confusing. It's the dependent stage, which is when you're a kid and you get an allowance or you get, have a job and you get a paycheck. That's the dependent stage. The independent stage is self-employment. That's where you work for yourself when you want, where you want. You make as much or as little money as you want because of how much you're willing to work. And then there's interdependent where you turn your self-employment into a business and you build a second stream of income with real estate. So you got those dual streams of income. Because remember, Warren Buffett, he said, make sure you've got dual streams of income. Now, this won't work for everybody. Some of you will only have, you know, your second stream will just be your real estate. But if you're an entrepreneur, like many of you are, you want to keep that as a second stream of income. You have your income from your passive investing, and then you got your income from your self-employment having been turned into a business. I'm telling you, you want to talk about peace of mind? You want to talk about a high quality of lifestyle? That's going to be it. All right, we got to go to break. We'll talk more after the break. If you got a question for me, feel free to call at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Thanks for listening. put money in the bank or pay your insurance premium they take that money and go buy real estate with it why because it gives the highest rate of return and is the lowest risk this is called passive investing due to some recent changes in the laws you can now invest the exact same way total wealth academy can show you how visit totalwealthacademy.com and attend our free sample class on real estate investing that's totalwealthacademy.com thank you Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we've just finished up our discussion about the maturity continuum, moving from dependent to independent, and then to interdependent. I already got a question. No, it's really a comment that I forgot to mention that you can go straight from dependent, a job, to interdependent. You don't have to go through the independent stage. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or self-employed. Um, I guess most of the members of Total Wealth Academy are doing that. They're, they've got jobs, they're not self-employed, and they're building a second stream of income with real estate passively. So, yeah, the majority of the members are doing that. So don't think that you have to go through the independent stage. But just realize there's a lot of joy, adventure, fun, excitement, fear, (laughs) that's all wonderful when you become an entrepreneur, when you become self-employed. So don't be afraid of it. If it's something you're passionate about and you really are good at it, um, but make sure you read this book first. Do not ever start a business without reading this book. It's called The E-Myth. E stands for Entrepreneur. E-Myth 
by Michael Gerber. Michael Gerber. I actually had him on the radio show once. He explains how so many people never become an entrepreneur. They just become employees. Uh, but on a... Yeah, you got to be careful. It's, it's very difficult to explain. Um, how's the best way to put it? It's kind of like this. How many of you are great cooks? You're just phenomenal. You, you're good with barbecue. You're good with crawfish. You're good with steaks. You're good with uh, vegetarian meals. You're just great at cooking. And all your friends tell you, open a restaurant. And you even think, that's a good idea. I make good food. Don't do it. <laughs> Unless you have a partner that knows how to run a restaurant. Being a good cook, I've seen... Think about it. How many restaurants have you been to where the food was incredible and they went out of business? I would suggest I've been to dozens. There's, there's one right now going out of business. It is, without a doubt, some of the best food I've ever had. But she doesn't know how to run a restaurant. It's mismanaged. Food's incredible. So you've got to understand there's more to it. Um, you think, well, I'm a good engineer. I'll start an engineering firm. Okay? Being a good engineer doesn't mean you know how to run an engineering firm. You got to understand that there's two, those are two different skill sets. So if you're thinking about opening a business, becoming self-employed, go read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's, it's phenomenal. When you're finished, you'll know what to do so that you don't make the mistake that most entrepreneurs do, thinking they're good at something, and that means they could open a business at that something. That's the wrong thing to do. You make sure you've got someone on your team that knows how to run a business that does what you do well. Again, that book is Michael Gerber's E-Myth, Entrepreneurial Myth. And it's a quick read. You can read it in just a couple days. Okay, let's see. <laughs> oh my God, I just called somebody Mark. Um, my bad. It's Michael. Michael, I will get that fixed. Sorry about that. Okay. Next question. Ooh. Oh, no. This is just somebody asking for my... It's my CPA asking for tax information. Let me try to see what this next one is. This is from Carla. Carla has three rent houses, paid in full, having trouble with one tenant, other tenants are, other two tenants are fantastic, um, hmm, you know Carla, I don't worry about a messy house, I, I think you may be overreacting a little bit, not sure because everybody's definition of these two terms is different. There's messy and there's filthy. Um, 
Filthy is breaking the lease. Messy is not. Messy just means everything's out of order. You got stuff piled all over the place. But the paint, the carpet, the countertops, the cabinets are all in good shape. You know, I've had many messy tenants. Um, I don't see how people live like that, but they do. A lot of people do. Now, if it's filthy, in other words, there's marks on the wall or they've drawn on the wall or there's crayons on the wall, um, the carpet's dirty, that's different. And that would be grounds for eviction um, in this case. Now, they pay on time. Yeah, it's hard to tell, Carla, from your email. And I appreciate you trying to explain everything. Um, I don't think I'd evict these people. I would address... If you've got a filthy place, I would address it quickly. The way that I get into these houses and keep track of whether they're messy or filthy is in spring and in fall, my AC guy goes by and he does the checkup on the HVAC system twice a year. He's also a spy for me and he reports back, hey, you got some problems. You got a hole in the wall. You got a door missing, you know, and then I begin communicating with the tenant in a case as extreme as a door missing and a hole in the wall. That's probably going to end up with an eviction, but if it's just messy, I'm probably not going to say a doggone thing, but if you've got problems, they need to fix those problems and you need to inspect the repairs or this could turn into an eviction. Um, <laughs> and you admit you didn't run a credit and criminal report on these people. Um, thank you for admitting that, but hopefully you won't make that mistake again. I think that's it. Yeah, I would address it with them if it's filthy. In other words, there is damage to the carpet, marks on the wall, anything that's permanent beyond normal wear and tear. You need to address it with a letter first. Then I would call them a few days later and set up an inspection. Go photograph and document all of the problems. And I usually give them about 30 days to remedy the problems. Go back at the end of 30 days, make sure the problems are solved, that the quality of the work is there. And if not, 30 days is long enough, I would begin eviction. Um, you are going to want to talk to my attorney. I will uh, send you my attorney's name as you requested. And I think that's it. Thank you for the kind words about the show. Thank you, Carla. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Next email is from another Michael. Michael has whew, Michael has one, two, three, four, around 400k 
spread across two IRAs and a 401k. Um, yes, Michael, you can use your IRA and 401k to invest passively at Total Wealth Academy without tax or penalty. It's simply a thing called a self-directed IRA or self-directed 401k. The self-directed 401k is the most popular. And what you would do is you got four different account retirement, no, three, three different retirement accounts. I would roll all three of them into one retirement account, the 401 trust. And the reason we use the 401 trust is because it doesn't get hit with unrelated business income tax or UBIT, UBIT tax. An IRA does get hit with UBIT tax. Now, you didn't tell me your age, but I'll answer it this way. If you're below 59 and a half, I would leave it in the 401 trust. If you're above 59 and a half, where you don't get the penalty anymore, you may want to consider pulling uh, that money out, 100,000 this year, 100,000 next year, 100,000 next year, and so on, and get that control of that money back. You're going to have to pay the taxes sooner or later. Nothing wrong with knocking it out. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day. This show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.